You're listening to Side Character Quest. My name's Jeff Richardson, and with me, as always, Ty. Well, hi there, Jeff. This is Ty. I'm over. Uh, I'm over at the uh, Beltway. Uh, I'm looking over at some bad traffic. How are things down there? How are things out in the uh, the office? They're nice and cool. Uh, actually, Ty, we're not doing voices anymore. Uh, the, the city <laughs> called. We gotta shut it down. Sorry, oh. man. Oh man. Oh well, that's uh. Uh, sorry, sorry. You gotta, you gotta hang it up. Sorry, sir. <laughs> well, what, are, what do you mean? I gotta hang it up? Sorry, it's, uh, it's corporate policy. It's the union. Sorry, man. We gotta. Well, okay. I'm sorry. Um, Jeff, I, I apologize. Uh, hey, no, I, I just found out too, man. It's fine. Well, this is really rough. I'm, I, I, I think that. Um, hey, do you think that we could? Like, okay, I know our intro voices, the bit voices, that might be a little little crazy, but do you think we could use voices still, like, in the show for the characters and stuff? Yeah, man, I mean, that's... You'd have to talk to corporate about that, but, uh, I mean, I I think that... Listen, I'm not gonna... You you hang it up for, for the, the bit. I'm not gonna say anything. You can re-record if necessary, but... Uh, listen, listen, that's, that's not gonna fly. I... Which, I mean, chicken, it's not going to fly very high anyway, but... Hello, I've brought new orders from the city. Oh, Here they are. Yeah? Hey, look at this. We're allowed to use voices again. Oh, that's awesome. Hi, uh, hi-ho. This is, uh, news from the city. Oh, wonderful. Thanks, city bird lady. Yay! Bye, bird lady! Man, okay, this is this. I, I'm feeling very good about this now. Uh, do you have a? Do you have anything you wanna 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 talk about before we get going? You mean like personal life shit? Yeah, personal life shit. Do you got any personal like? I'm doing great. I am. I am making podcasts left and right. I'm editing them. You were recording a podcast this morning. Four hour session. I, I was four hours plus with Brittany Swenson of The Forge over on the Wharf of the Tower. So much good stuff. You're more podcast than man by this point. <laughs> so, uh, where we last left off, uh, you were, you had just encountered uh, some skeletal robed figures uh, breaking into um, the uh, St. Simone Museum and uh, stealing something it looked like. Uh, you really just took it to one of them, just wrecked shop <laughs> with one of them. And uh, the other two got away, but not before you had a bit of a, a, a holy interaction with one, which seemed to reveal some sort of aspect of themselves where you, you saw not a skeleton, but a, a, a living human uh, bathed in uh, your god's holy light. Uh, any any uh, any questions about that? Any uh, any thoughts um, about that before we we get into the next episode? <sighs> I mean, Amar's mind is flooded with thoughts and feelings, but he's still sort of in business mode because he expects the townsfolk to come running any second. Gotcha. So he's just kind of letting his mind wander around the idea that there are people who maybe aren't bad, but who are perceived that way. And maybe they are struggling to stay alive, and that's why they're stealing. So, like, I'm trying to give these people the benefit of the doubt to downplay the threat so the villagers don't feel like they have to pick up torches and go burning right away. Very interesting. All right. Um, let us uh, let us just hop into the show at this point. Intro time. Intro time. 
Night has fallen across St. Simone's Island, a small town off of the coast of the Salton Sea. Main Street is empty, and the shops are all closed for the night. Two skeletal figures flee, one far behind the other. A warm breeze blows through the open doors of a church-turned-museum, and an only vaguely sober member of the clergy stands behind that museum. Amar, you have just witnessed firsthand incredibly dark magic, uh, humans resurrected from the dead as monstrous skeletal creatures. But you also just witnessed one of the most amazing and direct examples of your god's might that you have ever seen in your life. Uh, what are you thinking right now? Oh, gosh, I'm thinking I'm blessed of my god for giving me that sight and the ability to commune. I'm hoping I get more more insight in the future, and then I hope that I'm doing what's right by Lumen. Gotcha. Um, while you were thinking this, uh, you hear a door slam behind you, and as you turn towards the back door of the St. Simone Museum, you see a light come on inside. Okay, is there anything here on the ground that that anybody might have left or dropped? Uh, roll me a perception check. Or investigation, I guess. That'll be a big old five. Not really anything that you're finding. Um, this is a pretty open alleyway, so you, you kind of get the impression that if there was anything here, it it's not like it's kicked into a, a bush or something that you can't see. Like, this is a pretty pretty open space um, behind the shops on Main Street. Um, so it'd be kind of hard for something to be hidden here, but maybe maybe you miss something in uh, the darkness. Okay, then I'll just head back to the back door of the place and uh, and I'll just like kind of lightly call out like, hello, hello. As you are stepping back into the building, uh, you see a woman with graying hair rushing around the room, uh, trying to take in all of the damage caused by the fight. Um, she's lit a few lanterns uh, that are installed in the walls of the the old church, um, and she has a small oil lamp set beside her. Uh, you also see um, Salty Sim uh, standing by the door uh, of the, the church, um, looking a little, like, frazzled. Wait, you said by the door of the church? Do you mean the museum? The museum, yes. The museum, So okay. the museum is a former church. Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, there's lots of, there's lots of uh, uh, big open windows that uh, used to be stained glass. Um, there's uh, a, a space towards the front, which is where you are, you are entering, or I guess the back of the church, where you are entering that um, is the, uh, used to be an altar, uh, that sort of stuff. Cool. I'll I'll call out to Sim and I'll say, uh, "Salty Sim, please make sure no one comes in or out the front door." Uh, of of course. Uh, yes, the door is closed. Uh, what what's happened? And then I'll walk up and and talk to the gray-haired woman. Um, as you as you walk up to the gray-haired woman, uh, she puts her lamp down onto the the top of the cracked and uh, and partially shattered um, display case next to her. And she says, give me a moment to find this voice. Um, I, I had it earlier. Um, one moment. Hey, yeah, I got the file box here. We got a uh, we got Southern race car driver, Florida. Uh, we got a. We got something. We got a. I've got a. Got a Texas preacher here. Uh, I got something in an Iowa logger. I don't know what that is. 
Uh, yes, it's pretty good, pretty good. I, I think that might work for, for this, uh, maybe. Um, oh, oh, we've got, we've got a, we've got a, a broken, a bad Russian. Is that what that says here? That sounds good bad to me. Bad Russian. Bad. I, I think, I, I think I can work with that. I think, I think we can work with that. All right, one moment, one moment. Let's load this up. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the gray-haired woman, she turns to you and says, What have you done to this place? Amar, you idiot! A 30-year-old display case, a finely crafted replica of the church, and a genuine symbol of a lost god. I'm hanging my head in shame. Broken, broken, broken. What do you have to say for your... Her foot crunches on the shattered remains of the femur uh, of the skeleton that you fought earlier, and her breath catches. Uh, as soon as she does that, I go, ah! she's desecrating the bones of a corpse. <laughs> and I cross the I cross myself lumen style and like fall to one knee. Uh, uh, you you um, I believe how we how I described this before you take one of your hands, place it open palm above your um, above your chest, take your other fist and cover your eyes. Um, and what are the remains of an acolyte doing on the floor? I cannot believe you. What do you have to say for yourself? My dearest woman, I humbly ask your forgiveness. I was out with Salty Sim and I discovered the museum had been entered uh, unlawfully, as I assumed. I I gave chase. I alerted to the would-be thieves that I was claiming the space on behalf of its owner. They, uh, two of them fled out the back, but one charged me. I called out to Lumen and swung and somehow destroyed it. I fear my lady that these individuals may be the victims of some terrible curse. And where is this, where is this victim that you, you killed? And please explain to me why one of the, why one of the former residents of the, of the tomb are, is now on the floor below us. Well, you're, you're standing on it. It was, it was a man when I arrived. Or it was a it was a collection of skeletons moving inside these costumes. But when I had an experience out in the alley, I was given by Lumen to understand that they're actual normal people, and what I had done is possibly kill an innocent man. Well, thief, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Perhaps they were. Uh, perhaps they are justified in their fear. Is is what I'm thinking. It's just a theory, really. <laughs> I want you to roll me a uh, some sort of charisma check. You can you can argue for what exactly you want to do here, but um, she if if you do badly, she is going to think that you are you are either lying or really fucking drunk. <laughs> it's just persuasion. I got a fifteen. Okay. Uh, I think with a fifteen, um, she is going to believe you that there were somebody here and that maybe they have to do with this body here and just assume that she is, like, misunderstanding uh, something about the situation. Um, I don't think she is going to... Uh... So what you're telling me is that this was... Ugh, what, whatever. So the people have the people have fled. They have fled, is what you're telling me. Two of them escaped. This one died. 
two of them escaped. All right. And I walk over and I put the spear back in its display area and I join her wherever <laughs> she is. She she watches you put put that up and like her eyes get wide as she realizes what you were holding. Um, this is that is a holy relic of sage and you're just whatever whatever. Oh, I'm oh, very right. sorry. I I I needed a a weapon that I thought might harm these creatures. I I saw the sacred uh, spear here. Uh, just borrowed it. I didn't actually use it in battle, so I think it'll be fine. Sam, did you, did you witness any of this? Um, yes, uh, ma'am. I, I, w- I saw that the, uh, I saw that there was the door open. And I heard sounds coming from inside. I, I, di- I did not see who they were, but there were definitely people indoors. All right. Well, does he mention that I shouted "Warn" to him, and he ran off down the street? <laughs> I, yes, I, I, and, uh, and I, um. Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm b- bouncing between Russian and this French. Is, uh, this is like the X-Files all of a sudden. I like, nobody was there to see the weird shit, so I look like the asshole. Exactly. Uh, he told me to, he told me to warn you. I, I, that's why I came running, uh, to find you. Uh, I, I assumed something was, something was wrong. I am not a fighter. I, I could not have, uh, have done anything to help. Well, I'm going to set up shop here. I am going to take a look around. I'm going to make sure everything is good. And uh, she she looks very flustered. Um, she picks up um, the. It, it looks like it looks like maybe when um, one of your weapon. I think you had thrown uh, a hammer at one point. You threw something at some point. You threw a bottle. Isn't that what I? Something divine smited and ripped that guy in half. But I can't remember if it was the <laughs> bottle or something else. Yeah, uh, at some point something got thrown or smashed uh, into one of the the display cases, and she's uh, starts. <laughs> and it's a bottle. You see her like reaching into it, <laughs> and um, and just like taking up all of the different pieces and uh, and sorting through them. As, oh, as soon as I see her trying to clean, I'm helping her clean up. Okay. As you you grab a couple of things and start to set them down, uh, she she turns towards you and and waves you back and says, "No, no, I have this under control. If there were people that I I don't know what is missing here. If there were people here, they probably took something of importance. There's probably something that they're going to try to sell somewhere or do some or or, or something like that." And I need, if you're going to try to be of any help here, then you're going to need to find the people that took this thing. Uh, of course, my dearest lady. Would it be all right if once, once the museum was tidied up, if we were able to bring some of the city fathers by and, and talk about this issue, maybe put a posse together? I mean, I suppose, but this is a... Do you really, do you think that, how much time do we have here? Do you think they're going to uh, stay on this island now that they know that you're watching them? That, you're, that you've seen them? You mean if they did in fact take something? Are, is that what you're concerned about? They'll take something and, and yes. run away with it? Yes, that is my concern. Well, I'm so new to this island, I don't even know how large it is. I, I couldn't even tell you uh, <laughs> if there's somewhere they could hide in the mountains and we'd never be able to find them. I'm not a tracker myself. I can I can follow their mm. footsteps now, I suppose, if I if I move quickly. But if I could get a, a horse 
workman or a, or a, or a, a woodcutter, somebody to go with me, maybe I'd be more successful. Um, let's see. Are you familiar with skeleton people? Is this a, a thing? <laughs> I am only fam- I am familiar with skeleton people in the same way I'm familiar with artifacts and and graves and and all of these things. It is a research. Um, yes, I am familiar with skeleton people, but this island is not very large. There are no mountains. There's there's no there's no. Which way did you see them run? Uh, you saw them run towards sort of south of you. Okay, was that is that along the beach or inland? Uh, that would be sort of towards the beach. Ah, it's possible that that they had a boat waiting at the beach, uh, but they didn't look outfitted for anything but raiding. They didn't have camping supplies or bedrolls, as as best I could tell. Well, if they're going towards if they're going towards the water and they have a boat then they're probably going to try to float away so they can avoid the bridge. They think they're going to think that we're going to go follow, wait for them at the bridge and catch them. But if they have a boat, then they're going to just get on there and sail away, and they're going to have whatever they manage to take from here. Ah, then racing after them willy-nilly would be of little uh, use in that case. Is that your suggestion? My suggestion? Uh, she looks very frustrated. Um... Uh, my suggestion is that if we're going to catch these people, we are going to catch them now. Uh, and at that point, she grabs you and she like puts down everything that she's she's been carrying, and she starts like hauling you out of the the building towards Main Street. <laughs> um, I'll say, well, you know, I could use that spear. I mean, if we're going right now, all my other stuff is at the house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I think that she. <laughs> Uh, if you if you're gonna try to grab it, I think she's gonna ignore what you say. But if you try to grab it, then uh, then I'll, I'll let you roll a persuasion there. Okay, yeah, I'm just trying to get her consent before I snatch it. I got a ten. Let me roll. That would be a nine. Uh, so yeah, you, she is just whatever. It's it's yes, fine, take it. Okay, I give it I give it that like spin, you know, where you're like whoosh, you're really good at spinning a spear. <laughs> I do that thing. Nice, and it it it. Uh, it, it wax against your your shoulder as you you spin it back up um, in a very like meaty heavy way uh, which is very satisfying hell yeah uh, and she she pulls you outside and you see that apparently when when sim came to her she had um, rode up on her horse not wanting to waste even a moment oh hell yeah mm-hmm. i'll say is this your horse madam this is my horse yes oh have i met her horse uh probably not I don't think so. Um, she probably usually walks. Okay, let me do a quick animal handling roll to see if I can make fast friends. Okay, do it. That's a 14. Yeah, uh, you you do a pretty good job with this horse. The the horse seems like it uh it is following seems to uh, to to not uh, back away from you, um, not bite at you or or anything like that. It is it is it does not seem super skittish. Badass. I'll ask her if she's gonna ride with me. Well, I, of course, I am not going to. You didn't even seem to want to follow these guys, so of course I'm going to go with you. Uh, okay, then I will whistle <laughs> she is, she is. and use the spell Find Steed to summon forth a steed. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, you hear some uh, some hoofsteps 
coming from the distance, almost as if this horse had started running before you had even <laughs> signaled it. Um, and you see running up to you the same horse that you had seen. Or I can get on this horse, start riding, and then... Oh, yeah. And I'm whistling for my new horse as we're going. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. As you were, you start riding in the direction you had seen these uh, skeletal figures fleeing before. You guys you guys circle around to the... Uh, sort of cut between two built two shops to get to that uh, behind Main Street, behind the church, um, behind the museum, uh, and you start riding in the same direction towards the beach that you had seen the skeletal figure ride before. Uh, you hear some clopping uh, behind you. Clop, 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 <laughs> clop, clop. And uh, you, you see riding up beside oh, you. Oh, you know what? I bet I'd be leading her on her horse. Okay. And, uh, and sort of just jogging towards their last known location or like where we think we're going to be able to cut them off. Oh, and just for your um, edification, this is either a celestial, like holy mm. being sent to me by Lumen or it's a fairy creature oh. that just decided to help me. It's, it's, it says my choice, but I thought I'd leave it up to you. How? Hmm. So as you were you were jogging alongside Signe's horse uh, and leading um, leading her in the direction uh, that you had seen those those skeletal figures flee earlier, uh, the skeleys flee earlier. Um, you hear the clopping of some of a, a horse approaching behind you. Clop 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 clop. And uh, as you turn and look, you see a, a horse uh, with a beautiful a beautiful white mane. Coming up and, and catching speed with you. I whistle and I slap uh, Signe's horse's flank and I say, Protect your rider faithfully! And then I leap onto my horse, who I am, I instantly have a telepathic link with. Oh, wow. And, and I'm gonna say her name is Samandriel. That is a kick ass spell. That is like such a good spell. I mean, now I'm seeing casting time 10 minutes. Like I, I, I always thought it was just instantaneous, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's cool I, I either assumed way. that it was, yeah, I had, I'd always assumed that it was a, uh, a, like, you know, you summon a horse from just the area, but that, that, that I am, I'm okay with this. I like the idea that it, that I might've seen it at the post office. Yeah. Never having known that it was magical or, or celestial in any way. Mm -hmm. Like, and then, whoa, here it is glowing. <laughs> That's very good. Um, so yeah, I say, Samandriel, it's good to see you again. And I leap up onto her back and I like, and I like set my spear into the, the space by my waist and I like start charging forward. <laughs> and I say, stay behind us. And, uh, and you, Signe had been trotting, but as you let go of her, uh, she sped up a little bit. But when you hop onto this steed, you guys go full gallop, uh, much, much, much faster, um, very, very confidently, uh, and are just, just really, really hammering across the, uh, the sand as you make your way towards the beach. You, uh, roll me a, a perception check as you, you go. Uh, yes. That is a... 10. Just one second. Uh, me and the horse speak celestial. Okay. And telepath. Also, also, if I speak celestial, it, it can understand it. Like if I speak out loud. Nice. 
Um, so as you uh, as you're you're making your way down towards the beach, you can see um, the the building sort of get left behind you, and you uh, you have to bro yeah breach like what's the word? Um, you you crest over some dunes uh, next to the shoreline, and uh, as you come down onto um, over those dunes through the the tall waving grass, you see just the open water. Uh, moon reflecting against the the Salton Sea, and to the left of you, you see uh, several docks that are are all uh, empty except for a couple of rowboats. And to the right of you, um, you don't see anything except for uh, the coastline curving off, you know, sort of inland um, from where you are. Is there a point anywhere in range of here that's like high above where I could get a good look at everything? Uh, as you you sort of look around you um you sort of circle on the horse do one of those those little like hell yeah those little dressage canter things looking around Fuck yeah and this horse is enormous right it's like a massive war horse oh, it's a big horse it's a big old horse um you signe catches up to you just as you are realizing you want to want to get a better look around and um you see off past those docks, um, a good a good way past those docks. You see a um, a lighthouse, and then that's that's would give you a very good view of the of the island. But if you are willing to settle for something slightly worse, um, just behind you, you see a uh, particularly high dune, um, a little bit uh, farther to the the right down the coast. Cool. So I'll I'll hustle up to that the whole time, looking to see if I can see any movement. Okay. Just anytime I'm anytime I'm up above the level line, I'm like trying to see if these people are still within range. Okay. Are you you hustling up to the lighthouse yeah. or the higher uh, dune? Just the higher dune. And once I'm on top, I'll take an extra round and and try to perceive again. Okay. Uh, give me give me one of those uh, one of those perception checks. That's a twenty. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, looking off into the distance, um, you see you know. Off, you can see uh, Main Street. Behind it, you see all of the the forest with the uh, the trees covered with Spanish moss. Towards the lighthouse, uh, you see the same docks, rowboats. Uh, you see a small small little cabin next to the lighthouse. Uh, but the other direction, um, away from the docks, uh, to the the right on the shore, you see you see a, a small bit of movement um, in the moonlight. You see a a circle of uh, of shapes uh, moving around a good bit away from you uh, including one that's a little bit larger excuse me ex- including a couple that are a little bit larger and uh, a little bit farther away uh, that look like they might be might be horses um, sort of tied up separately from the, the main group uh, but that's that's what you see okay so I'm on this high dune right I'm on this high dune I'm drawing a picture I'm in one corner is there a straight line in which I could ride this horse all the way to their position? Or is there like a selection of roofs or something I could jump to and fro to get to them? Mm. Is there a clear path ahead? Yeah, so um, so because of the way the coast is sort of turning, uh, is sort of curving, that's why you couldn't see it, this collection of, of people, this collection of shapes, back before when you were off of the dune. But now that you are on the dune, you can tell that um, it would be pretty easy for you to ride straight, straight towards this collection of, uh, of figures. You would just be passing through a bunch of uh, a bunch of like tall grass, and before you got to them, there would be another another dune that you would have to crest to get to them. Uh, and that that dune is uh, 
once again also covered with uh, tall grasses. Okay, but it doesn't look like any obvious obstacle. No, it's it's pretty. It looks pretty straightforward. Um, there might be uh, just based on you know how this this is next to the water and stuff. Maybe it's possible there's some like sort of marshy uh, ground uh, between you and and the next um, so she- and where they are. But uh, but yeah, it's nothing too big. So here's how it goes down. Amar says to uh, Amar says to Samandriel, Samandriel. I follow you. I want to jump on top of that group. Get there however you get there. Nice. Uh, So I think that um, with that, oh man, would Samandriel go over the dune or would they go, do they go straight? I think they would go straight. Um, So you're going to, you're going to like, you ride, uh, do a little <laughs> like <laughs> raise up in the, the moonlight. Samandriel, like, nay, you know, rearing up, um, kicking their legs before riding down um, the dune and through the, the tall, uh, marshy grass uh, with Signe. Just sort of like, what is going on here? Uh, <laughs> like trailing behind you. Um, There's no way she's going to keep up. Oh, she is not keeping up. She is like she is taking um, she is riding along. She hasn't seen uh, you. She saw you sort of like point onward uh, in the direction that you're going. And so she's going to sort of cut a, a more a wider, um, safer route. Ordinarily, I would shout something like for Lumen. But I yeah, I want to shock and awe them, but I don't want to alert them that I'm coming. I want it to just be yes. like, you're, boom, I'm on top of you. Yeah, you're still pretty far away at this point. Um, so you you start riding forward, and it doesn't take too long um, before you you have cut through all of this this little shortcut through these these grasses, um, and are approaching once again uh, approaching the shore, uh, and you are about to crest over this dune and get onto the other side. Do you want to? Uh, so what you're right trying to do right now as you make your way over, you're trying to to just freak out these people i'm trying to go as fast as possible mm-hmm. and i guess when i get within like within like throwing range mm-hmm. that's when i'm start to really make noise like if i can ride across some roofs or like kick a few barrels um and nice. then i'm just going so were- straight down their throat at full speed and that's when i'll shout for lumen so just so you know, you are you are away from the main town. Mm-hmm. Um, you have you have during this whole process, you've been riding uh, away from the main street area. So there's no there's no uh, collateral damage around right now. Mm, nice. Um, these these people are on the shore, significantly far away from everybody. Um, so what I would like you to do real quick is I would like you to tell me what your passive perception is so I can know exactly what I want to reveal to you as you crest this this uh, this dune and see the situation. I also want you to tell me um, to roll me an intimidation check to see how much you are succeeding in throwing these people off. Cool. So what was that first roll? Uh, just let me know what your passive perception oh, is. Oh, my passive um, perception. Since you didn't say specifically that you were trying to get a get a view of the, the layout it's a uh, 15 nice okay cool i always hate it when people do really terrible in the perception and i'm like i don't i can't tell you stuff i want to tell you stuff okay so yeah so if there's no opportunity for me to do cool uh horse nonsense i'll just do the intimidation yeah um 
which is plus six. Shit. Do I get advantage for my speed, power, shouting? I would say... I'm going to be summoning my spiritual weapon here in a second. <laughs> I would say because you are you are riding this uh, faintly glowing steed, um, you are surprising these people, um, you are coming full bore at them, um, all of that stuff combined, I would say that gives you advantage. Okay, nice. I got a 22 on intimidation. Heck yeah. Let me roll a quick uh, wisdom contest. Oh, yeah, they got like a six. So you um, burst over the dune. Um, once again, you as you you get to the top of this this shorter this shorter dune, the smaller uh, set of grass, you rear up on your the horse's hind legs. Legs they are are kicking in the um, in the air, uh, and you see in front of you um, two horses that have been tied up a, a little bit far away, sort of uh, stakes planted in the ground. Um, to keep them away from the main group. Um, you also see a small uh, circle of figures um, around a center uh, pile of some sort that is faintly glowing. Whatever that glowing thing is, I'm riding right towards it. Riding right towards it. Okay, cool. As you as you approach, you can hear a, a slight... Uh, no, you want to be able to hear that with the um, with the, the sound of your hoof, hoof beats. Um, so as you... Well, are, in my you, own screaming... Yeah, <laughs> for Lumen! You're running straight towards this uh, this pile, this uh, this slight, slightly glowing um, pile. Two of the figures uh, turn to look towards you, and you can see their their um, skulls sort of glowing in the the sunlight. Not not glowing, not literally glowing, but just kind of luminescent because the moon is is reflecting against them. And they they both like sort of step back um, in shock as they, they see you. Uh, one of them falls uh, falls out of the way as you you rush forward. And as you approach this uh, this pile that's in the, in the middle, um, you see a head sort of snap up um, once again. Uh, it is a, a skeletal figure uh, sort of sitting up and looking at you uh, and their jaw starts their jaw drops open as it appears almost like they're they're shouting in surprise as you approach. Uh, you can uh, attack if you would like. Um, I leap over. What's the glowing thing in the center? The glowing thing in the center um, is that figure that was laying on the ground um, that uh, just opened its jaw in surprise as it, it saw you approach. Okay, so I rear back the horse, like, you know, and like go way up and, um, um, God, what should I do? I'm just intimidating them. I'm like swinging my spear around, looking all badass. Mm -hmm. I'm not even bothering to shout or yell or anything. I'm just like posing and I like pull out my, <laughs> my holy symbol and I like wave it above my head. Are you going to uh, are you going to try to attack them? Or are you trying to? Uh, no, I'm just carrying on the intimidation. I'm like riding around them in a circle. OK, so uh, so as you are riding around them, sort of a uh, set down, not not really sure exactly like what you want to do here, whether you want to to kill these these things like slay them or whether you want to try to talk to them or what you're just sort of confused you know just sort of treading water right now letting them make a first move you see uh one of the the figures the one that hadn't 
sort of or one of the two that hadn't sort of fallen back from the circle around this this one on the ground uh you see them uh step forward as they realize that you are not attacking and you see their jaw start moving again almost as if they're they're chanting something uh and you see them holding out their hands towards the the figure in the the center again and a moment later the other one that was standing uh they join in the other two figures, the ones that had been most shaken up by you, your approach, uh, they have, have not joined in yet. And uh, one of them is, is moving towards you uh, menacingly. Does the figure in the center look scared or upset or worried or anything? Uh, ooh, roll me an insight. This is going to be a high difficulty. I mean, they are skeletons. It's a lot of body language reading. Uh, That's a 22. Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, <laughs> you got it. When you got it, you got it. Uh, you. Because um, I'm hip now, I realize that even if we can't see their faces, like their bodies are moving like normal living people, right? Yes. With, yes. With emotions and shit. So while they, this one had um, had stood up uh, or sat up, you know, head snapped forward um, as you approached. Uh, and so it looks like they, they are free to move, despite the fact that they have various, like, flotsam and jetsam sort of piled on them. While that is the case, uh, after you start circling and they the other ones start chanting again, this one that's in the center, you see them look back at those other two and then lean back and just lay down. And they seem to very, very distinctly be, like, resuming the position they were before. Okay, I will rear up on the horse and and basically get in the killing zone, like right up above the back of somebody's like the top of their back, bottom of yeah. their neck, like with my spear up, like keep fucking doing whatever you're doing. I'm going to stab you kind of thing. Um, are you going to wait until one of them does something like are you is this like you preparing an action? Like you're going to attack if somebody does. It's me intimidating again to make them stop doing their weird chant or whatever they're doing and pay attention to me. Okay, uh, roll me an intimidation check. That's a nineteen. Uh, yeah, um, the the figure that you are you are doing that to, the, you did it to one of the the two figures that was had started their chanting up again. Uh, the one you did it to um, turns and and falls back uh, is clearly has stopped. In reaction to you doing this, you come down um, on on back your horse's back on all, all fours, uh, and at that moment you see a slight glow build up on the other side of the circle, and you you turn and look, and the other figure in robes, the one that had you had originally shared, uh, sort of frightened, um, you see them raise up their hand and shoot uh, a blast towards you. Wait, is this the one that I let go? Uh, the one that you let go at the, the church? Yeah. Uh, you, it is not. Um, that one okay. was not wearing, like, the same sort of, the same sort of robes. So this is like some evil priest just shot a thing at me. As soon kind as of. I realize that I'm being attacked, yeah, I'm gonna do something cool, but it sounds like it's this person's go. They got this. Uh, yeah, so you're going, they are shooting a, a sacred flame. Uh, feel free to reflavor that in your mind as you want. Uh, maybe you don't <laughs> want to think about the sacred flame, uh, but they are shooting that towards you. So you, I'm going to need you to uh, roll me a dexterity saving throw. Is this visible? It is visible. 
So I have a thing where I can wish my horse away at any time. And so I'm, I was about to, I was about to do basically an enhanced anime flying kick move. Yeah. So, so I was like in the middle of it anyway. Can we just say that when I realized it's shooting at me, I use the pressure of the horse to like push myself one way and then I make the horse disappear. So it makes me like go in a spin and get not shot. I really like that. I'm going to give you advantage. Okay, sweet. I'm not going to give you, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to let you just do it, but I'll give you advantage. That's really cool. I got a 14. 14? Um, so what would there? Yeah, I just go whoop and the horse disappears. Uh, so you had to beat, uh, so you you managed to, um, as you drop down, uh, sort of kick out of way of this, this horse as it's disappearing, the bolt of fire just shoots straight past you. Um, yeah. And you land on the ground next to um, next to the one that had you have just convinced to stop stop chanting. Right at that moment, um, you hear clopping um, coming over the dune, the, so- the sound of hooves in sand, and uh, you see um, you see Signe cresting the dune. And with that, I'm going to repaint the scene for you, just so that we get all the listeners on board with what's Hell happening yeah. here. I'm excited. So you can feel the sand uh, shifting beneath your feet, um, but it's just wet enough uh, that you can that it feels hard be- beneath you. Uh, you can see as you you sort of take in your surroundings. You can see the moon reflecting off of the water, kind of behind you. Uh, you can see the tall grasses waving on the dunes on the opposite side of the circle from you. And between you, uh, between the water and the dune. Uh, the dunes, there's this small circle of figures. Um, there's four skeletal figures standing, and then there's one laying down on the ground, clearly having some sort of ritual done to them, with them, something like that. Of those those figures, uh, uh, three of them appear to be wearing uh, robes of some sort. Um, one of them appears to be wearing something closer to like commoner's clothes, maybe guard's clothes, something like that. And all of them appear to be facing you and and preparing themselves for some sort of fight off on the dune you see signe who looks uh 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 like she is surprised by what she is seeing um and 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 uh sort of like looks like she is piecing things together so that is uh that is the scene Oh my god, what's gonna happen? This is all this has all just been built up and you're just gonna we're just gonna stop it right now? We're gonna stop it right now? Oh my god, I'm so angry. I'm so angry at this. Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at SideCharacterQuest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at SideCharacterQuest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.
Soon Link saw Kirby walking into the kitchen wearing a sleep cap. Kirby, did you steal the microwave? <laughs> oh, hello there, gentle listener. I didn't hear you there. You caught me reading the longest written work in the English language, The Subspace Emissary's World's Conquest, a Super Smash Brothers fan fiction. But let's set that aside for now. To advertise our podcast. Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Max. And we're the hosts of Fan Ball, a podcast about fandom, their history and culture. The people and things they create. And everything in between. Listen bi-weekly on Wednesdays on the Scavengers Network or wherever you find your podcasts. This is going to get cut and put in the bloopers. Um, I recommend if anybody turns their yard into a pet cemetery, go out there, hang out for a while. <laughs> but don't read Stephen King first. It'll like just leave a bad taste in your oh, mouth. Oh, yeah. No, no resurrection um, rituals, hopefully. No resurrection rituals. This is like I feel like this is a requirement for our pot, uh, for our recording sessions is to reference Stephen King at least once. Um, so we've met that quota. Absolutely. Uh, anything extra? It's just gravy. It can just uh, you know a little little extra for you, the listener.